Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey friends, my name is Andre and this is the Tennis and Bagels podcast, a podcast about tennis and every topic, recreational from pro. And uh, finally, we've got tennis coming back and this week we are having, uh, next week rather, Cincinnati is starting on the main draw. And uh, we're going to start off, uh, maybe going to talk a little bit about this draw. And today we have um, Vansh here. Hi Vansh, how are you doing? Hey Andre, thank you for having me again. I'm excited right. to be here. Cool. And uh, a, a new guest with us today, we got Luke. Luke, can you introduce yourself for us a little bit? Sure. Hi, Andre. Thank you for having me. So my name's Luke Moorhead. I started playing tennis when I was five, sort of fell in love with the game at a very early age, played competitively my entire life. And currently I'm on my final year. I'm actually a fifth year. I got an extra year of eligibility because of COVID at uh, Creighton University. Amazing. So yeah, this this will sound a little bit rushed for now just because uh, um, it's a little bit of a last minute. The draw just came out and we decided that we wanted to talk a little bit about that. And Vunch uh, got his friend Luke from uh, Cracked Rackets to uh, participate with us. So thank you very much, Luke, for being here with us. And uh, we're going to start off. And um, I guess the first thing... Um, that I want to touch on. Uh, this is the main draw, the men's draw, by the way, that we're doing right now. And uh, for the second half of this episode, we're going to focus a bit on the women's draw. So the first ask, uh, question that I wanted to ask to you guys is, what pops out to you from this draw the most right now? Like when you first saw it, like what was the thing that got you thinking that is going to be the interest part of this draw? Well, okay, I'll go first. So actually... Um... It, it, it's it's interesting actually because we've been following the game the last few few weeks and we we know that they're the players are kind of in a New York bubble right now with Cincinnati taking place in Flushing Meadows at the Billie Jean King National Center starting the main draw obviously starting tomorrow but then the U.S. Open to follow ahead for two weeks so it's a long stretch for these these players and you know as we speak about the the men's draw we know that. Uh, there will be no Roger Federer, there will be no Rafael Nadal for the first time since the U.S. Open in 1999. So right away, I mean, that jumps out every time you don't see big names uh, taking place and participating. But And then also, there's no Stan Wawrinka, there's no Gail Monfils. But apart from that, it's a very stacked field uh, in Cincinnati and some really, really uh, interesting first-round matches. And we'll... I guess we can start with the with the top half, um, where obviously the first, the number one seed, Novak Djokovic, who's won this tournament once 
and it's the only Masters he hasn't won more than one time. He obviously completed the Golden Career Slam, uh, winning uh, Golden Career Masters rather, winning all nine of the Masters series one time, which the other two members of the Big Three have not done. And he could, which uh, actually not many people are talking about. It. He could be the only guy to do it twice. So, so I have, that's something even more padded on his resume that would separate him from his other two chief rivals. But anyway, just talking about the draw really more specifically, he is the number one seed, and he is in the same section as the number seven seed, David Goffin. Um, I guess I'll, I'll ask you guys, is there anything in that particular first quarter of the section, first section of the draw that really jumps out to you in terms of matches, popcorn matches? Uh, so I'll take this first. Uh, for me, the one that really jumped out was uh, in the uh, second eighth of the draw. You have uh, first round Denis Shapovalov facing off against Marin Cilic in the first round. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, match, depending, of course, on how uh, informed both of these players are. Of course, they haven't really played much since Australia outside of exhibitions. But... Um, Obviously, Marin's very good on a fast hard court, but it's not like Shapovalov doesn't uh, play very well in New York either. He made that fantastic run back in 2017 when he really um, emerged on stage. But um, I think Chilich tends to find his form a lot in New York, so I think that's going to be uh, the match to watch, really in the first round, in the first quarter. Mm, definitely. Any thoughts on that, Andre? Well, uh, that, that was the thing for me. Like, uh, there was uh, some talks on Twitter on, like, who... on Essentially, Djokovic's uh, whole half of the draw and up to the semifinals. And um, there was talks on, like, how he was not necessarily being very challenged. And obviously, without Rafa Nadal and, and Roger Federer, all the things come a little bit, like... Um, they kind of, like, veer towards, like... The, the balance kind of falls uh, drops a little bit towards like Djokovic, Djokovic and, and essentially any tournament that he enters in right now and up until the clay season starts um but honestly i can i can definitely see some trouble from for for him here and i don't want to say that he would definitely be like challenged by um Felix Ogiel-Yassim mm. however i i do think that if Ogiel-Yassim is a is actually firing on, on all cylinders and is confident, he he can actually be trouble. I, I think for 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 Djokovic, I don't think it's gonna cause the upset, but I feel like it's going to be a really interesting match to see, especially coming off of uh, so much time without play. Just kind of like seeing those top players, like how are they how are they going to deal with this? Like who has who has trained harder, who has practiced the harder? So I think it's going to be really interesting. And of course, I totally agree that it's. The, the blockbuster um, first round in this side of the quarter is pretty much Shapovalov against Chilich. Chilich, not a, not a seeded player, has fallen, I think, outside of the top 30 right now. Mm-hmm. But still Marin Chilich, still a US Open champion. So, Yeah, definitely. He definitely plays well here. And he's obviously, he's won this tournament in 2014. And it's his most consistent major. And Cincinnati will be played on those same courts and and I think Shapovalov also plays really well here. If we remember last year, he he really pushed Monfils in a in a really good third round match. I remember um, at the U.S. Open, which really got his 2019 season back on track. And uh, he's had success against Chilich. I think he leads their head to head two one. And if I'm not mistaken, they played last year 
in Indian Wells. And I remember after the match, uh, Shapovalov did his famous rap <laughs> on the court, uh, which which was taken interestingly by a lot of the fans and players. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. But but really, I mean that that match really jumps out to me. And you know, we haven't really seen a lot from both of them. Obviously, Chilich did participate in the Adria tour. And uh, Shapovalov has been quite, uh, you know, reserved over the pandemic and hasn't really played, shown us a lot of tennis or I don't, or at least none, none that we would, we could tell. And he's just been living quietly in the Bahamas and, uh, you know, is gearing up for a, usually a pretty good time of year for him. So that'll be interesting. And then Djokovic, mm-hmm. Djokovic is, yeah, you mentioned Felix. I mean, that's going to be, his, Felix has an interesting first round against Bazilashvili. So was also a, a big hitter. So that that that'll be interesting to see how Felix kind of navigates that. But I I expect him to come through that one. And then there's there's tennis Sandgren lurking after that, and he's been in some some quite good form this year, obviously, yeah. um, pushing Federer at the Australian Open. And so he could, he could be a tough one for Felix, and we might we 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 might not see Felix Djokovic in the in the fourth round. But, uh, I, def- I definitely think the uh, the long break hurts uh, Sangren more than some of these other players. I think if he was able to ride that momentum from his good yeah. Australian Open, a great Australian Open, actually, um, I think he could potentially be in a better shape right now. But really not being able to carry on that momentum, I think this is going to be possibly a little tougher for him to get going than it's going to be for someone like uh, Felix or... Obviously, Djokovic, someone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. I mean, Sanders played yeah. uh, the world team tennis, though, and he did mm-hmm. play. So he did. He did play play some, and I remember there was an there was an exhibition, uh, the Tennis Channel did a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So he, did, he did play some tennis, but no, you're right. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to carry that that momentum, certainly. Yeah, I I, I think for me, like um, before I ask you about like who do you guys actually think is going to go to the deeper parts of this quarter, um, of this this part of the draw rather, um, I am I'm actually curious to see Demenor as well, because he he played really well in the ATP Cup, and I believe he was injured after that and he pulled out of the Australian Open. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic so, ATP Cup, especially that yeah. against Rafa. Yeah. I was really frustrated. I was really sad for him actually, like that he couldn't do Australian Open. I think he would have been amazing uh, if he he played there if he was healthy. So I'm excited to see him back on court. New Gen is kind of like something that's been not necessarily the happiest of uh, ATP history uh, stories throughout the last decade or so. So some those the young players, I'm 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 really excited to see them them play. Um, but. Yeah. So, but honestly, like in, in all things considered, I do think that it's mo- most possibly we're going to going to have uh, either Djokovic, Gofan in the quarterfinals or um Chilich. I actually think Chilich has a has a big chance of making it all the way there. What do you guys think? No, I mean you're you're right. I mean and, I mean that section is, is is a little bit open with Gofan and Chilich and and Shapovalov, they're all dangerous. Uh, they're all, especially Shapovalov and Chilich, they can they can go deep. And especially best of three sets with their big hitting, they don't have to sustain it for um, as long of a period. So I think uh, it, it will be interesting to see. And Gofan will have a tough first round against either Benoit Pair or Borna Chorich. And 
Chorich, obviously, another next-gen player who hasn't really been in form for the last mm-hmm. year or so. So it will be interesting to see if maybe the pandemic will be a reset. And he also uh, tested positive for COVID. So we'll see how that how that holds up. But I, I certainly would would if would place my bet. I, I'm you know take a little bit of a risk in this section. I think Chorich can get through to the quarters. Hmm. Um. I'll. I mean, obviously, I don't see Djokovic not making it to the quarters here. But right. obviously, like you said, the big question is, is it going to be Goffin? Is it going to be Chilich? Is it going to be Shapo? Even yeah. throw Damon Orr in there. I think right now, coming out of this long break, I think you, in my opinion, sort of have to bank on the players who play the most consistent tennis. And for me, in this part of draw, that's, that's Goffin. He's, to me, mm-hmm. the most reliable week in, week out. He made the finals here last year, albeit that was in Cincinnati. But I think just for the sake of we really don't know how well everyone's playing right now, I would uh, tip my hand slightly to go fan. But that bottom half of that quarter is really up for grabs. Mm, yeah, sure. Agreed. And uh, just moving on. Uh, so what's your what's your pick? Obviously, we all have Djokovic getting through to yeah. the- I think he picked Gofan, right? I, I do have Gofan, yes. Yeah, cool. And then you think of, and then you think Djokovic semis, right? Djokovic semis, yes. Let's, so, yeah. So we wrapped up the first quarter. Yeah, and like moving on to the second quarter, we have obviously our our guy from last year's New York final who hasn't actually done very well this year so far, Daniel Medvedev. Yeah, but he's he's always been like one of those guys for me that like. You can never really see exactly what is he going to do, like how well is he going to play. Hence, um, last year's final is almost came back down from two sides to love. So I guess anything is possible with Medvedev. I used to have a little bit more hope on on Kachanov, but like he's he's not really proven to be that um, strong. I'd say mentally even. Um, so yeah, I think there's uh, some. And also, there's some changes that I just I think I see here that that were in the. If, I don't know if you guys check, got, got a chance to check the the old draw, and they now they have this. This is the official one. There's a few changes in here that I can see just now. Yes, um, but, just uh, a little bit on Medvedev. Yeah, you mentioned yeah Medvedev. No, I mean it's a good point because people are really, especially after this this summer that he had last year after Wimbledon, making six finals in a row, and uh, obviously. Winning, uh, getting to the finals of Washington, winning Cincinnati, finals of Toronto, finals of the U- U.S. Open, where he had that epic run and the, the whole thing with the crowd, and then to back that up and then win Shanghai. And then, but really, since Shanghai, you're right. I mean, he's he he obviously was cooked by the end of the season. Didn't win any matches at the ATP Finals, and then you know lost to Stan Wawrinka in the Australian Open Finals, taken a couple of uh, of losses. And obviously played a great match against Djokovic at the ATP Cup. So, I mean, that part of the season was all right. But he's 8 for 8 in his last 16 matches. And I just think for him to back that up this week will, will be huge. To, you know, show that he can... I, I guess uh, because it's a two-year ranking system, it's not really so much that he has to defend his points, you know, because the points from last year can still hold up uh, given yeah. the pandemic situation. So, so I think that frees him up actually a little bit here, and I think he's going to have some of those good memories coming back. And I think he's been working extremely hard with his fitness coach, uh, or his his coach rather, Jill Savara. And so he's, uh, and you know, he hasn't really been 
very active in the in the pandemic period, especially on social media and things. But I think he has a really good draw here too. At least, I mean, Hachinov is not in this section, and Bautista Agut is in the other section. So apart from really, um, I don't really see anybody in this, uh, I guess, mini section that he has as the third seed. There's number 13 seed Christian Garin, but I don't really see him not making it through to the quarters at least. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Luke? I, I tend to agree. I think this break might be the best thing that could have possibly happened for Medvedev this year because, yeah. uh, like Vonch said, it um, the first two tournaments, I mean, you you lose to Djokovic in three sets at the ATP Cup. Okay, not, the not a bad loss be. by yeah. any means. And then a five-set loss to Vavrinka. However, he was up uh, two sets to one in that match. But yeah. then mm-hmm. after that, it was really downhill. Loses in straight sets to Pospisil. Loses in straight sets. Even losing a 6 love to set to uh, Gio Simone in Marseille. Oh, I just yeah. think he was a little overwhelmed, I think, with everything he did in the last summer. And all of a sudden, it sort of hit him in 2020. All of a sudden, these expectations are extremely, extremely high. And I think he was having... Uh, I don't know if it was fatigue or just having a little bit of mental problems handling it, but yeah. I think this is a great chance for Medvedev to get back on track. He should have great memories being in New York from last year. Mm-hmm. He won't have to deal with the crowd this year, although he sort of <laughs> used that to his advantage in the end. And yeah. like Vonch said, his mini section, it, it, you couldn't handpick a better draw for Medvedev, I don't think. True. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I definitely have him making the quarters here. Yeah. And I actually think, um, Bautista Good actually couldn't be in a in a better place for him because I don't see Bautista Good as like one of this, these extreme challenges, for example. Uh, if he were drawn, for example, against Zverev, I think it would have been, or maybe Dimitrov would have been a little bit more difficult for him. But I think Bautista Gu is going to be a really good challenge for him if he, if both of them make it to the quarters, which I think they will. Um, because if Medvedev can get through the consistency of Bautista Gu's game, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be in very, very good shape, especially to challenge Djokovic, maybe, Djokovic maybe in the in the semis. If both actually make it there, oh, and this is my pick. Although I am, um, what's I am still not necessarily convinced about Medvedev, and uh, I think the Bautista Bautista good for me is a slight favorite to go to the semis in my personal view. Mm. But I would rather see Medvedev because I think Medvedev, if he makes it, I think it's going to be a better challenge. So it's going to be just a better match, I think. Yeah, me too. I also have uh, I also have Bautista good getting through that section, but. Uh, in that section, we must mention young American who's from Cincinnati, J.J. Wolf, who's qualified. Hmm. Um, and I think he had two really good wins in qualies. And he plays Richard Gasquet in the first round, which is going to be really interesting to see how how he holds up in, in that one. And I actually see an upset alert there. I actually think J.J. Hmm. Wolf can upset Richard Gasquet to play Bautista Agut. And then Hachinov is the other seed in that section, the 11th seed. And... Uh, He's got Sasha Bublik in the first round. I, I, I think, you know, that could be a really tough one, especially early on. He, Bublik doesn't give you any rhythm, and he, he plays kind of kind of a, a junk ball style, if you like, with, with, with lots of power and just unpredictability, and you just never know. Underhand serves, a little bit like Nick Kyrgios. So you just, you just don't know what you're getting. So that's going to mm-hmm. be really tough, but I, I think Hachinov can get through that one. And then, you know, Karina Busta, Lajovic. I think, I think Lajovic. Lajovic beat him at the ATP Cup. 
when uh, Serbia played Russia, I remember, before the Djokovic-Medvedev match. I mean, that if uh, Lajovic is on his game and he's hitting that one-handed backhand, uh, that can really, and going down the line with it, he can really cause problems there. So I actually think, uh, and uh, you know, Hachinov has been a little bit up and down since he won the Paris Masters. So, but, but what do you think is going to be your, your quarterfinalist from that one, from those? So I still, have, I still have uh, Bautista Agut. I think Bautista Agut will play Lajovic, and then we'll get to the quarterfinals. I think I have Medvedev and Bautista Agut as well. Mm-hmm. I think Bautista Agut is just so reliable. He's so solid, and if he's fit, um, it's going to be it's going to be tough just to hit through him. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think looking at that bottom half, uh, source starting from the first round, you see as Vonch brought up JJ Wolf and Richard Gasquet. Um, this is one of those matches where I really wish we could be playing this in Cincinnati with crowds because that has yeah. night yes. match stadium one written all over it. And exactly. I am with Vonch here. I think JJ Wolf, um, pulls off the upset in round one. I think he beats Gasquet, um, and, uh, has a matchup with Bautista in the second round. Um, sort of moving up in that section. I think Kachanov will get through uh, Bublik in the first yeah. round, although it will be a tricky match for him. And mm-hmm. then I do have Lajevic getting past Karina Busta in the first round. Yeah. Um, I think, um, Bonch, you had Lajevic playing uh, Batista Agu in the uh, round, uh, round of 16, correct? Or, yes. sorry, in uh, the quarters? Yeah, I think the Bublik match yeah, will go We'll go three sets, and it will take a lot out of him. Yeah. So I just um, thought maybe Lajovic could take an advantage there. I, see, I, I tend to differ. I do think yeah. that Kachanov will beat uh, Lajovic. I just think right. if, if this were on clay, I would maybe tip it to Lajovic a little bit. On a hard court, I think Kachanov has a slight advantage, bigger serve, a yeah. little yeah. bigger forehand. And so yeah. I do think he gets through that match, and he will play Bautista Agu. However, Bautista Agu just in pretty much all aspects of the game, is just the more consistent, more solid player. I think Bautista who makes it through to the quarterfinals and will play Medvedev. Great. And uh, now Medvedev against... Well, actually, just a little bit about Medvedev before. Also, I didn't realize Fritz is also in that section. And uh, so he could be a little dangerous, maybe, maybe not so much. But I, I, I think... Like I, I like Fritz versus Garen. That's a good um, opportunity for the American. I think the, I think Fritz can make a fourth round here. Mm-hmm. I do have Fritz making the fourth round and playing Medvedev. Okay, so just so so we're good on that. But I think Medvedev and Bautista Agut is our quarterfinal. So the we're going with the seeds right now, straight up chalk. The yeah. First, but <laughs> yeah. what, who do we think wins right that? Now. Who do we think? Do you think Medvedev gets to the semis and we have the rematch from last year? I think Medvedev does make it through. I think if this were, you know, possibly an earlier round match, obviously it can't be with the rankings and everything, but if the rankings were different, I think if they played this match earlier on, I think you would maybe tip it towards Batista Agut. But, you know, with Medvedev gaining a few matches under his belt, I think he gets that confidence. I think he finds his game. I do think he gets through Batista Agut in three tight sets. I think he makes it to the semis and forces a rematch with Djokovic. Hmm. All right. Cool. So, cool. Mo- so moving on to the, yeah. uh, I, to the that that part of the, 
the draw the, the one right below it actually the i think half, yes yeah the second half the first first top half of the second half i think yeah. this is probably the so- most solid um uh what's it called the seeds in this part of the draw we got titipas isner schwarzman and berrettini i think it's kind of really hard to pick from them Yes, I think it's probably plus is the fourth seed, and yeah, I don't think yeah, and I don't I don't think any of these are going to lose early. Uh, to be honest, okay. um, I don't see, for example, I don't see Schwartzman losing to to Casper Ruud. Maybe Isner could have a hard time against Hurkacz if he's firing, yes. but I think Isner Isner always plays really well in in the U.S. It's it's almost kind of ridiculous. He's so lucky that he's got so many tournaments in there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Isner is just gonna lose early, so I think we're gonna have a solid Titipas, Isner, and Schwartzman Berrettini showdown at some point down the line. Very interesting, yeah. Actually, so Tsitsipas and Isner fall in the same section, and yeah. uh, Tsitsipas, uh, I mean, has a tough first round actually because uh, Kevin Anderson, Kyle Edmund. Yeah, yeah, it's that is rough. That, that is. I mean, I don't know who comes out of that match. Honestly, yeah, it's pretty hard hitting. Actually, Edmund Anderson, like I don't, I. I could flip a coin because honestly, mm. like, I mean, Edmund, I know played a little bit of tennis during the break. Uh, he played the battle of the Brits, uh, didn't fare too well, lost to Dan Evans like twice, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, and Kevin Anderson has just been, you know, it's been rough for him with injuries. Like injuries have been his main problem since his really good 2018 season. He's just never been able to get it going. And so I just think coming back, uh, after a long break and, you know, with all this doubt in your in 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 his mind, and uh, you know the his past history with with getting injured, especially at this time of the season. I, and I know he's made the U.S. Open final and he's comfortable on these courts, but I think I think if he's fit, if he's healthy, he gets through Kyle Edmund. Hmm. So so I'm I'm going to assume that he's 100% fit and healthy, and he gets he gets through. And Sitsipas, I mean, that's a tough that's a tough first round. Yeah, I don't think Tizi Paz just loses on on that round though. Uh, I I I concur. I I believe that Anderson will make it through the first round with Edmund. I think this break serves him well. He most likely will be a hundred percent fit. I mean, you talk about guys who haven't played much tennis uh, during the break. Anderson hasn't played a whole lot of tennis in the last year, so um, this is going to be really interesting, but if he is a hundred percent fit, he has the weapons, especially to serve, to take down, um, Kyle Edmund in the first round and have a matchup with Tsitsipas. However, I don't think Anderson will be yeah. at the level to defeat Tsitsipas in that next round. I think Tsitsipas will make it through there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good pick. And Isner, obviously, Isner is playing her catch and then most likely Milman mm-hmm. next. So I think I think yeah. we will get that Isner Sitsipas uh round of sixteen. And I actually I actually am I'm gonna take a little bit of a since I've gone chalk, <laughs> I'm actually gonna pick Isner to get out of that one. I think like tie breaks if they have, have in, some, uh, Isner, you say? Yeah, if they have some 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 hard fought tiebreakers and there's just so little margin. True. Especially so I just I I just think I th- and I think it'll it might be good for Sitsipas to get an earlier loss here, because he can make a deep run. Also, that that's also going to be the interesting thing about this is uh, how many of these players are going to go, you know, all out exact same intensity for three weeks. They're going to have to you know choose when to peak in, in certain moments. So that's going to be that especially the, the you know the top contenders for the U.S. Open, which Sitsipas does fall in that kind of second tier contenders. So I think uh, you know I think. 
I'm comfortable with Isner getting to the quarters. And the Berrettini section, yeah, that Berrettini section is is interesting with the with Schwartzman. I think we will get Schwartzman and Berrettini. I mean, I think yeah. we will, yeah. And okay. I, I cannot, I cannot exactly pick either of them. Yeah, although Riley Opelka is a dark horse. Yeah. So, you know, Opelka, Opelka could beat Schwartzman, and then we could have Opelka and Corda. Corda has been playing really well. He just beat Jill Simon, but I don't know. I don't think he's ready to beat Berrettini. So. Hmm. No. Yeah, so Luke, what are your it's picks? Though? <laughs> yeah, so for this, I I have to agree. Um, I was at first sort of tipping Tsitsipas, but I think Isner, just with how well he plays in uh, New York and in the States especially, I think he will get past... Uh, I think he will get past uh, Tsitsipas. Hmm. Um, now, the, the top half of that section is a lot more interesting in my opinion you have uh Berrettini I think I think he definitely makes it through either Corda or Russo Vori um even though Corda just played a fantastic match like you said against Gilles Simon I think he won was it 11 straight games in the last two sets six love six one yeah those, six love six one yeah so um I think uh I think Berrettini gets through that round with little to no trouble Mm-hmm. Um, I think Opelka, same thing. I think he gets through Nori. Um, and then seeing Schwartzman, I, I don't see him having much trouble with Kasparut. Schwartzman versus Opelka is a really interesting match. Yeah. Uh, I do think the little guy gets through it, though. I think he gets past Opelka and then mm-hmm. sort of has a, a matchup with Berrettini. And I'll go against the seeds here. I think Schwartzman is just going to be too consistent for Berrettini. I think he makes it through to the quarterfinals, has that matchup with Isner. And they've only played once in their uh, lifetime. It was on uh, uh, Paris in 2017, indoors. So sort of a slower hard court. Right. That was the match where Schwartzman came up with one of the best shots I've ever seen. Yeah, behind the back. Behind the back, passing across court. Ridiculous, unbelievable shot. this, this is a pick, like pick. This is a pick match. I like Schwartzman. I, I agree. I like Schwartzman in this one. I think he gets through. I think he's just going to fight tooth and nail as he always does. Yeah. And I think he's just he, sort of like how it's going to be with Isner and uh, Tsitsipas. It's going to be a really low margin for error on both ends. And to me, when it comes down to who's going to play the best in tight situations, there aren't too many guys outside of uh, the big you know, four outside of Schwartzman that really sort of hunker down. And I think Schwartzman's going to get through. There'll probably be a tiebreaker too in that one. But uh, I think Schwartzman gets through to the semifinals here. Incredible mm. that we don't have a crowd for Isner versus Schwartzman. Yeah. <laughs> the height difference and everything. That would be, that would be incredible. And yeah. such a big heart. One guy has yeah. a big serve, the other guy has a big heart. That'll be so yeah. interesting. I like Schwartzman so, too. I have to agree with Luke. Yeah, so um, now we've gone to that kind of like wild card of a of a, of a draw here. here. Yes, that's, that's a, kind of like a ridiculous draw in a sense. Like we got Zverev, Tiafo, Murray, Query, Raonic, Evans, Rublev, Dimitrov, Hugo, Umbert, Fuksovic, yes. Gombos, Krajinovic, Caruso, and of course Dominic Team, who's the number two seed seed in ranked world number three right now. So. 
Yes. Thoughts? This one is probably the toughest one to pick. I will go ahead and say I do think team is going to make it to the semifinals. And yeah. um, however, tennis. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. I saw Ben Rothenberg tweeted today that he played 28 matches during the pandemic. I mean, it's just absurd. And yeah. the guy is so fit right now. He's just in his prime of his career. I, I think he, I think he will make, and he's fit enough where he can go three weeks and play long matches and bounce Absolutely. back day yeah. after day. I mean, he's the fittest guy on tour right now, hmm. and most match tough. So, so I like him against all these guys. Like Krajinovic, I just don't see any. I just don't see. I don't, see, I don't see how he can trouble team at all. And Krajinovic yeah, no is playing doubles I think, with Djokovic, so I think he'll be more invested in that. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, team's first challenge is going to come in, in Dimitrov and how he handles that. Um, I don't think Dimitrov is in the level of. Uh, I don't even have of, Dimitrov coming yeah. through to play a team. I think Fuksovic can beat Dimitrov. I like. I, I don't. Like yeah, I think it's tough though. Like, I feel like Dimitrov has grown, and it's kind of like he, he has up and downs in his career. He can play either really good or really it's medio- mediocre. But yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting because I mean, up until just a few weeks ago, he was talking about how he was still feeling the effects of COVID, just That's all true. the fatigue yes. and everything. So it'll be interesting to see how healthy he really is in this tournament. I do think he gets past uh, Fuksovic, but. I just I don't see how he gets through team, especially with like Vonch said, how match tough team is. True. And maybe outside of Djokovic, he may even be more fit than Djokovic right now. Hmm. So I think team uh, pretty comfortably makes it through to um, the semis in this section. Now, who he plays in the quarters is a different section. Yeah. I mean, you just look a, at the, a comment on on the team. Section. Just one thing I'd like to add before we go to this, the before we go to the Zverev part of the the draw, but uh, so Dimitrov plays Umbert, and Umbert is Umbert has given him a lot of trouble in the past. Like they've had a lot of tough tough matches, and Umbert is a is a good grass court player. He's a good player that he takes the ball early. He doesn't have much of a of a of a backswing on his backhand. He he has a sh- kind of a short take back. He can really trouble. Grigor and, and you know bother him and push him to the backhand corner and if Dimitrov is like like you said a little bit still feeling the effects of COVID not really hundred um, percent in terms and has niggling injuries I know he's struggled a lot with his shoulder in the past couple of years but uh, you know that section I think I really like Fuksovic because I think Fuksovic I was really impressed that he handedly beat Nakashima two and four in the qualies mm-hmm. that just somebody who's in great form and I, I just I just think he's so he's just so tough in these when it when it gets physical. I, I, I like someone like Fuksovic who's come up from challenger level and is is really peaking at age twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. And so I just think we we're gonna get a Fuksovic team round of sixteen. Interesting. So and, uh, yeah. going back into the top half of this uh this section um, I am. My heart is is rooting for Murray to get somewhere and uh, up to, up into the quarters. I just really want to see Murray getting back in shape in in the big tournaments again. He, he had such a sad moment in his life with the, his hip, and it's great to see him back, especially after talks of retirement. I don't think he, he is match fit to to get past. Uh, maybe Zverev. He would have a chance if Zverev isn't doing much with his serve but um it's 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 gonna be rough i mean it's it's not it's not an easy way back to the top right so 
but I think this this part of the draw is probably a little bit more open in that sense. I can't see uh, I can't see Rublev uh, beating Zverev and and making it to the quarters, but I think all in all, I think Zverev is probably going to muscle him muscle his way into the the quarters. Probably all of this match is going to be played in three sets. By the way, yeah, that's interesting, dude. Tiafo against Murray is going to be. It's going to be such a popcorn match to watch. I just think, like, if Murray does get through at this point, it's going to be nitty-gritty, battling through heat and three hours of play, and it's going to be a lot of physical toll on his on his hip, and I just don't know how it'll hold up, you know, two days in a row, and potentially if he plays back-to-back. I mean, I, I can see him getting through Tiafo, and against, against Zverev, I, I like what I'm seeing from Zverev kind of post-Adria tour. Because um, obviously he's now working with David Ferrer, and he said it's exceeded his expectations so far. And I think, and I also saw a little bit of a of a UTS match that he he played. Even though I'm not really a big fan of UTS, but I saw a few clips on Twitter where he's he's kind of he's got he's taking the forehand a little bit earlier. He's he's not missing as many second serves. So I mean, if he's if he's dialed in and it's best of three, we know how well he plays at the Masters. And in in these kind of in these kind of situations, and he's going to be extremely pumped for the for the Murray match, just mm-hmm. because you know they shared the same coach with Lendl. I mean, that's just going to be such an interesting dynamic. But yeah, I, I see Zverev squeaking through there. Hmm. Uh, the Rublev Evans is also a really good first round match because I think they that's that's almost a fifty fifty for me because I think because uh, I if I'm not mistaken, Evans has beaten Rublev already this year. And uh, he really gives him a lot of fits with with his junk balls and his slices and kind of his old school game and forces Rublev to really generate and use variety, which is not one of Rublev's strengths. Rublev mm-hmm. is, great, is great from the baseline, tremendous forehand, backhand, first serve, but he's to me is still a little bit one dimensional in the sense that needs probably needs to improve his transition game, his volleys, add a little bit more variety. That's just my opinion if he wants to, you know, really... He's already a solid top 15 player, but if he wants to... Yeah, I, I fully agree. But, and uh, what does... Look, what do you, do you have an, an opinion on that one? Like, do you see Murray coming through in the quarterfinals as well? Or um, So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just start in the first round because it seems like all of these first-round matches are nearly pick-up matches. True. Um, yeah. I, def- I do think Murray has enough to get through Tiafo in the first round. Um, whether or not that that's a close three set match, I think that depends on Murray's form. Um, yeah. moving down, um, you have Query Raonich, which is going to be uh, that's just not tennis for my liking. That's not going to be one that I pay much attention to. I expect potentially three tie breaks. Um, I do think, um, in the U.S., I think, um, I think uh, Query makes it through that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rublev Evans, uh, Bonch, you made a good point. Evans games really just one that matches up really well against Rublev. Yeah. Rublev, everyone knows can just hit the cover off the ball, but once you throw in a couple of slices, really throw in, mix up the, uh, pace variety spins. I think yeah. Evans has sort of a blueprint game to beat Rublev. And I think he does take out Rubov in the first round. And I mean, he could get overpowered too, but that's he, he could, he yeah. could absolutely. But um, yeah. I just think everything going on. I think 
Right now, yes. I'm tipping Evans in that match. Me too. Um, and then you have Evans and Query in the uh, in the second round there, and um, sort of same thing. I think Evans has that sort of just variety that's going to be able to take out Query. Yeah. Um, now moving forward, um, big match here is obviously Murray's Zverev. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. Now, this may be more of what I want to happen rather right. than what I, I think happens. Like but I think Murray makes it through this. Wow. I think Murray is... If I had to take a player um, for one match to, uh, for my life and I had to pick between Zverev and Murray, I would pick Murray pretty much every single time. Yeah. I think um, just with how each of them... I want to say how each of them have been playing... But just the expectations, Murray playing with little expectations on him is dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, he he had a good sort of exhibition season, even though he lost to Edmund at the uh, Battle of the Brits, even though he lost Evans. Yes. Those were close three set matches yeah, that required uh, third set tie breaks. Yeah. Um, and then Zverev, you never know what you're going to get with Zverev. You could get. World beater takes out Djokovic straight sets Zverev, or you could get thirty double faults and Kyrgios <laughs> is doing push-ups the entire time. Uh, yeah. You just don't know. I think Murray, sort of going back up to what I talked about with Gofan and Chilich and all those guys in the top half. I think Murray's just the more consistent player, and I do think he makes it through if his form is, you know say 80 90 percent i'm not sure if it will be there but if he meets that threshold i think he gets through Zver. now i did happen to watch two of murray's practice videos i don't know who's taking practice videos and putting them on youtube right now but they're doing god's work right now um from inside the bubble now yesterday murray was practicing with team he looked fantastic i thought he looked ready to play and that's sort of what made me think okay he can take out Zverev. Uh, today he was practicing with Kachanov and it was not pretty. Murray was, you know, cursing all over the place. So, you know, we'll see who, which Murray shows up when that match happens. But if Murray's playing, like I said, 80, 90% around that threshold, I do think he gets through to the quarterfinals. However, at <laughs> that point with just the amount of the lack of tennis, I should say that he's played, I just don't think he has the game right now to get through team. Yeah, oh, yeah no. I don't. I don't even think he makes, makes it to. Semis. Yeah, I don't even think he makes go to um to a to a third set. I think no, if it, no, if I if it happens to go to a third set, set yeah. the third one is going to be just a straight the straight gonna line. It's going to be like six one. And he's gonna he's gonna fight. He's, yeah. I think he's gonna fight. Like he he will. He'll he, fight. He will. I would if fight. But I think Beijing. I think also in the back of Murray's mind, he would rather. He knows this is three weeks. Yes. Um. He's he's a veteran on tour. He would much rather peak once the U.S. Open starts than yeah. really just spill his guts out here and you know yeah. maybe on a slight chance make the semis and then just have nothing left for the yeah. U.S. Open. So I do think Team gets through that match rather comfortably. Like you said, if it does go to a third, I think that third's going to be rather routine. Yes. Yeah, I think if I were to pick a score for that match, I would say a seven five six two in favor of team. I think that's mm-hmm. 
a reasonable fight in the first set and not not going to be able to take it. And the second set is going to be routine. I think so, that's going to be it. For, for Murray fans in that match, don't pay attention past the first set. The, how Murray yeah. plays in the first set of that match is how he's playing. That's his level. Now, whether yeah. or not he can maintain that through New York, who knows? But yeah. what happens in the first match is how good Murray is really playing. I yeah, could also see a scenario of team and Murray play where a team is just guns blazing in the first set and is really just, just you know, just absolutely in the zone and just hits through him. And, and Murray is, you know, sometimes a little bit slow to start off, start off matches and kind of get his footing in, in, in these games a little bit. Until he gets his until he gets a early break, and I remember they they played in Beijing last year and it was like six two seven six, mm-hmm. and Murray had Very a real cool chance. To, so so yeah. I would actually disagree with like a seven five six two. I'd go for more of a six two seven five. But okay. this is hypothetical if this ha- that happens mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So now we've got yeah. our semifinals, and we all agree: Team Schwartzman, Djokovic, Medvedev. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mostly the 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 thing. I I, w- I would have said still probably Bautista good, but that was a very slight difference. I think it's kind of like anyone's game yeah. at that point, just based on uh, Medvedev's performance on the first half of this year, first half like the, the tennis that we got in the beginning of the year. But it, it could very well be Medvedev, and I would actually prefer it to be this way because it would also be a good test for Djokovic to see how he is playing against the, the better yeah. the the guys that could can actually like challenge in the in the Grand Slams. And so, in in those semifinals, who makes it through and who wins? The top half of the draw, we do have. Uh, we are predicting a Djokovic and Medvedev semifinal, which is That's a right. rematch of last year's semifinal, where uh, Medvedev took out Djokovic in three sets and basically served two first serves after losing the first set and almost going down <laughs> break in the in the second. However, those courts in Cincinnati are very different from the courts. In New York, yes. And so, I mean, that, those kind of tactics, and Djokovic is going to be going to be ready and prepared for that coming. But in terms of this match, I actually really, and I am actually going to pick Medvedev to get to the final. Here's why I think so. Medvedev and Djokovic uh, is a very compelling matchup, and we're not going to talk too much tactics because this is so far so far in advance, and a lot can happen between now and whenever the semis is. But essentially, Medvedev is really able to to play a kind of style that forces Djokovic to use variety and come up with shots under pressure that he's normally not that he normally doesn't need to come up with because Djokovic because their cross court backhands are just as solid they play a very similar type of style in the sense that it's very hard to for Djokovic to you know, maneuver Medvedev because he's so quick around the court and he has to, in, in order for Djokovic to win, he really has to come to the net a lot. He really has to use a lot of slice backhands, some drop shots, bring him forward. And all, all these kind of things are, are just not comfortable because Medvedev is able to find rhythm against Djokovic and he's able to have a lot of success from the back of the court. And so I just think, and with the, with the big serve to give him more free points, so I'm actually picking Medvedev to win this match in three sets. How about you, Luke? Um, I will disagree with you. I think Djokovic makes it through in this particular match. Um, however, mm-hmm. if this goes to a third set, I would not be surprised if Medvedev wins. Um, yeah. Just seeing Djokovic, obviously. I mean, you talk about the uh, getting through every Masters twice, which is something you know not a lot of people are talking about. 
I think, you know, cool achievement. Djokovic is playing for history. He want, he'd much rather peak at the U.S. Open. So yeah. I think, I don't want to say he would lose interest in the third set, but I don't I, think you're going to see, you know, semifinal of a Grand Slam Djokovic fighting tooth and nail if this yeah. match does get close. But I think Djokovic gets through probably in two, two. tight sets and uh, makes the final. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say either Djokovic in two or Medvedev in three. But mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I, I will, I will agree with Luke. I, I maybe I wouldn't say that. Um, I think if Djokovic gets to the third set, like what might happen is Djokovic just starts um, going for more and just trying to like finish the points earlier so that he can either make it to the semi to the finals um, safely or just kind of like um, pre- like preserve his energy so so they can go to up to the U.S. Open. I just don't think um, Medvedev has maybe maybe he doesn't have the confidence I think to take on Djokovic. Maybe he's gonna build up with that, and that's why I see that maybe the three sets coming. Uh, I do think that Djokovic is going to just hit the ground running on that match. Honestly, I think he's gonna take every opportunity that he can to be effective, especially in return. If maybe to hurt Medvedev's uh, serve, yeah, just returning, bringing every single ball in. Uh, causing Medvedev to uh, make enforced errors and running around and like making short um, balls on his uh, very rather flat backhand. So yes. I think that this could be this what Djokovic is going to do, like just really f- force and like press it where it really hurts on Medvedev. So you guys remember that, the match yeah. at ATP Cup that went three sets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so. Yeah. Coming over to who do we say again? Was the semifinalist was team and Schwartzman? Yes, Schwartzman. Schwartzman. That's a that's a that's an inter- interesting question. They're good friends. Yes. Schwartzman's really quick, but his serve really unfortunately lacks because of uh, stature. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. what um, do you guys say? Like, I'd say team, but I yeah, I think I just think Schwartzman's just gonna fight like crazy. I. I think Schwartzman's going to fight like crazy, but I think there are very few players that could just hit through uh, Schwartzman. Uh, unfortunately, Team's one of those team's guys. One of them, with, yeah. how many, with how many matches Team's played, he's going to be match ready. I think he takes it to Schwartzman in straight sets in this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I have straight sets for, for Dominic Team, although I do, could see a tight 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, in either of the sets. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they could be close sets. But I, I don't think he drops a set here. Yeah, same. I think I I, I would agree with Vanch here. I think tiebreaker is uh is, is is probably like going to be. I would say probably in the first set rather. Like I think um I think Schwartzman is going to be able to force it. Maybe with a break. I think it's going they're going to trade breaks and make it to the to a tiebreaker and it's going to be better for team just just because of his serve and his his firepower. He's so fit as well. I think it's just going to be relentless. But yeah, I think I would say it's a straightforward um, pick for me. Is also team. I think it would be bold to pick Schwartzman. More bold to pick Schwartzman here than it would be to pick Medvedev in the in the yeah. first semifinal. I would also add that there, I think we will see a lot of breaks of serve in that match with team and Schwartzman. Maybe Schwartzman returns so well. Schwartzman does have a fantastic return. Yes, that's true. I mean, he won wins a lot of return games. So, and he has to. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the the grand finale of the the Cincinnati men's draw, to which we have picked uh, just so that we can remember in the in the future <laughs> um, how wrong we were to pick Team and Djokovic, 
because those are actually the no-brainer choices. Well, Nobody was bold here. <laughs> you guys picked Team and Djokovic. I picked Team and Medvedev. That's true. You did. So I'm I'm sticking with that. <laughs> but, All right, yeah. since you're the on man out, Vonch, you go first. Who do you have? <laughs> oh God. I mean, if I were to predict, I'm not really going to say too much about this match right now because it's, hmm. it's you know it's it's useless trying Finals. to predict it like nine days before. But but I, I, I will say that teams' firepower and teams' um, match toughness at this point, and if Medvedev does get through Djokovic, to then back it up and play team the next day is going to be extremely, it's going to be a gargantuan task. Yeah. Hmm. And I just think... Uh, two just very physical matches. Yeah, two just extremely physical matches. And I just mm-hmm. I just think team has the kind of power power, firepower where he can just hit through a little bit like the way Wawrinka played him at the Australian Open, but do that for, but sustain that for best of three sets uh, with a lot of backhands down the line, just just overwhelming amount of power and pace. And I think it's, and team will be able to finish points at the net. He's going to be able to, you know, drag Medvedev into the outer thirds. He's going to be able to, at this point, he's closer, in my opinion, to his peak level of his in, in his career than than any of these guys and i think he, he's in the prime form so i would just mm-hmm. i think team wins this tournament yeah um, luke so you're pick. picking over um so um like i said different from bunch i had Djokovic and team in the final here um yeah. this is an interesting matchup you know people talk about could be previewed u.s open finals yada 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 um yeah. i think for team this is a huge match. I think he has to win this match if he wants to believe that he can win in yeah. the U.S. I mean, Open. Well, for, US Djokovic Open. can lose this match, and I don't think it would bother him that much. He's not going to lose much sleep losing in a Masters 1000 final to team. I yeah. think team treats this like a Grand Slam final. I think he comes out 120%. I do think he takes home the title here in Cincinnati slash New York. And I think he wins this. It could be three sets. It could be two very close sets, but I think team gets the job done and really tries to send a message to uh, Djokovic. That's not just going to be a walk in the park to the, uh, to the crown. Yeah. I, I, I agree in the sense that I I think team is going to be the winner. But I don't. I also don't necessarily think too much that the team is going to try to. I don't think team will try to let will let this get to his head too much because um, I think he's he's already proven enough that he's taken Djokovic to to the fifth set in the Australian Open. He could have very well have won that match. He already has a Masters one thousand, so I think this is kind of like out of his way a little bit. He's really aiming for the, the slams as well. However, I think he wants to win this match just to send a message and i agree in that sense that he wants to send a message also to Djokovic to say <clears throat> sorry that he is a challenge still he is still there he is still like aiming for it i i think he wins the this tournament as well but i think um they're both going to be playing very relaxed tennis and probably Djokovic is going to be a little bit more relaxed um just for that reason, and I agree completely with you, he's probably not going to lose his leap as well. At this point, he's almost treating this tournament as a 250. But uh, I think I think team is going to be 
um, trying a little bit harder to win it, to send a message. And I think I will pick the team as the winner here. All right, yeah. So I think we're all expecting team to win this title and win a second Masters 1000. Yeah, so. and that will conclude the uh, the men's draw for Cincinnati. And um, if you guys, I think we already said everything that we, we had in mind. There's clearly, obviously ton of analysis that we can do like it's an endless uh thing right but like uh wrapping up here uh we're going to um leave you guys here and but right following there will be a full episode on the wta draw as well so um go back to my spotify page and listen to that one as well they're gonna come out like at the same day i'm just saying that's to you guys right now but that's this is this is what's going to happen um so yeah you can focus on the the the, the tournament that you'd like the best to to watch and yeah thank you guys all so much for for listening thanks luke for being in this episode uh luke's also going to be here for the wta and thanks much again um luke yep. uh where, are, where 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 do we do we follow you on you can uh, follow social me media? on twitter and instagram they are both the same handle it is at l moorhead 24 moorhead spelled m-o-o-r-h-e-a-d like the city in minnesota sweet and all of this is going to be in the description so check out the description for for that as well and yeah thank you guys so much for being here i'll see you guys later bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.